The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The First Minister of Wales, Mark Drakeford, is in Ireland uh, today. He is here for the Ireland Wales Forum. In fact, he was the keynote speaker today at the forum. And uh, in that forum, there are discussions taking place around a whole range of issues around the economy, trade, culture, education, and a whole lot more. And the First Minister joins me now on the line. You're very welcome. Uh, to the show. I I need to start, if I can, with what is happening in the UK as a whole. And we're going to be talking about uh, political issues uh, there and economic issues a little bit later. But with everything that is going on, would you agree, First Minister, with the assessment that the UK is the sick man of Europe? Well, I think that would be to mistake the temporary events of the last few days for the longer term fundamentals. It's been a very difficult couple of weeks for the United Kingdom and the economy. Uh, But I don't think that we should confuse that with what are the fundamentals of the UK economy, which are far stronger than it has seemed in recent days. How then do you get the economy back on track onto those sound fundamental rail lines? Well, I think there is a recipe. It's a recipe we have tried to follow in the Welsh government and the Welsh economy grew faster than any other part of the United Kingdom last year. So the recipe for us is the role of government is to encourage investment, to do it directly, and to work with industry to make sure that businesses have the confidence to invest. So by investing in infrastructure, you create the conditions in which firms can be attracted to an area and indigenous firms can grow Government has a part to play in making sure that there is a skilled and well-equipped workforce, investing in the human capital of the population. And then thirdly, government has a role to play with those nascent industries, industries that are just beginning to get off the ground and where government can create the conditions that allow them to go from that starting point to the larger contribution that they can make in the future. We need a UK government that can recapture those fundamentals and put them to work. And can that UK government be led by Liz Truss? Well, the Prime Minister has choices to make. uh, And if she chooses to make the right choices, the choices that recognise that the United Kingdom is already a low-tax, likely regulated economy, and that more of the same is unlikely to lead to the economic growth we all want to see. But there are other choices, as I say, for a government to make, and those choices remain there for the Prime Minister. Uh, so a, a U-turn is what she should do. That's what that sounds like to me. That She shouldn't, well, she shouldn't uh, uh, persist with this mini-budget plan. Well, the language of U-turning and so on always uh, make it more difficult for people to do the right thing. So I'd like the Prime Minister to do the right thing. And the right thing for the UK economy, as I say, is not to head down a path of rewarding the rich, penalising the poor, and thinking that tearing up the rule book is the way to create growth, but to have an investment economy, physical investment, human investment, uh, and in that way, to create the stable long-term conditions that allow businesses to thrive. When we look at events like this from 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 this side of the water, I mean that there's a temptation to think we are kind of immune to the 
ripple effect and we're not of course it is good for Ireland to have a strong and stable UK economy and I know that's partly what you're talking about here in uh, Dublin over the next couple of days at this forum is discussions around economic ties and trade and culture I mean how do you assess that relationship the Irish-Welsh relationship? Well I think the Irish-Welsh relationship is as strong or stronger than it's ever been We have a thousand years and more of common history, and we have governments in Wales and here in Ireland that are committed to working together on those areas that are of common concern and where there are opportunities for us to do more to increase the prosperity of our population. So I will be spending a lot of time tomorrow focusing with... uh, Minister Coveney and his colleagues on the Irish Sea, the Celtic Sea, that great resource that lies between us and which has such potential for us both in terms of creating that renewable energy, that secure energy of the future that will mean we can go on enjoying the things we enjoy today without exploiting the finite resources of a fragile planet. One aspect of domestic Welsh politics that understandably fascinates people uh, here at kind of the growing calls for, for Welsh independence. Um, I think about 30% kind of hovering around their support for it. Now, you don't know how strong that support is, how high it is up on people's priority list, but how and so ever, 30% is where it seems to be, uh, according to the most recent polls. I mean, how do you react to people who suggest or for people who point at Scotland and say it was only a few years ago you would have had similar numbers there and look how close they came to independence. Well, my answer is is to try to build the positive and compelling case for continued membership of the United Kingdom. And I think that case is there to be made. You know, people in Wales enjoy the advantages of a powerful devolution settlement settlement, by the way, which needs to be further entrenched so that it can't be unilaterally rolled back by hostile conservative governments. But Wales enjoys powerful devolution, while at the same time benefiting from the great insurance policy that is the United Kingdom, a place where we can choose, because the United Kingdom is a voluntary association of four nations, where we choose to pool our resources and then to redistribute them to those parts of the United Kingdom where those needs are greatest. And that's always been to Wales' benefit. So when you say further entrenched, describe what that means to me. Well, devolution has been endorsed by people in Wales in two different referendums. And up until December 2019 and the advent of the Boris Johnson government, uh, we'd always worked with governments that even where we disagreed, there was a basic respect for the ways in which powers were now distributed. We've lived through the more recent past in which there has been the constant incursions by the UK government, taking back powers, taking back money, trying to roll back the frontiers of devolution. Uh, That isn't a strategy that will strengthen the United Kingdom. We need to have a UK government that's committed to working on the positive Mm. case for a devolved United Kingdom, but where there are really important common purposes that continue to bind us together. 
Because the, the, the independence parties, I mean, they, they, they point to those same realities that attempted rollback and, and they say, for those very reasons, Wales should be independent. Yeah, they, they mistake a temporary occupation of power by a group of individuals for the long-term interests of Wales. As I say, I have worked with other Conservative governments who had a much more respectful approach to devolution. I didn't agree with them on many things, but they didn't attempt to resolve those differences by trying to undermine devolution. Now, the next government, I am confident, will be a different government and a government that will work with us once again to reinforce those dual advantages that Wales enjoys. Control over our own affairs, where it's only Wales and Welsh people who are at stake, but the ability to be part of a greater whole where that is to our advantage. There is the possibility that you could find yourself in union with with only England. That you, 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 you have a united Ireland and you've got an independent Scotland and then the equation becomes whether Wales is better off alone or tied simply to the English nation. Well, you're absolutely right that if the current geometry of the United Kingdom were to alter, then that doesn't leave the bits that are left unchanged. Uh, We have established our own constitutional commission chaired by the former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, and a very distinguished Welsh academic. And one of the things we are asking them to look at is what would be the range of choices available to it if the United Kingdom were no longer to continue in its current configuration. Uh, What is certainly true is that making an assumption that if Scotland were to leave or Ireland were to be in a different configuration, that that just leaves Wales where it is today, uh, that couldn't be true. And the work we'll ask the Commission to do will help us to begin to map out what choices there would be for Wales. I don't want that to happen. I'm committed to the United Kingdom. I want it to succeed. And I'll be working to try to make sure that that happens. Nicola Sturgeon of the SNP earlier in the week when she was talking about a, a, a prospective second Indy ref in Scotland happening in October next year talked about the, the dissolution of the United Kingdom and that it would lead to more peace and prosperity across these islands. What do you think of that? Well, I don't, I don't agree uh, with the First Minister of Scotland on that. Uh, I never wanted uh, to leave the European Union, and that has turned out to be a painful process for Wales. Uh, The breakup of the United Kingdom uh, would magnify those difficulties enormously. The idea that you can leave a union and that all the good things will remain in place and all the bad things can be easily smoothed away, well, I think the experience of leaving the European Union tells you but that sort of magical thinking doesn't turn out to be true, and it certainly wouldn't be true in the breakup of the United Kingdom. Do you worry about Welsh nationalism taking on an unhealthy hue in the years to come? Because we know nationalism can. It can be an ugly thing. Yes, it can be. And uh, I've never been a nationalist, partly for those reasons. That nationalism is often 
an exclusionary force. It defines itself by being hostile to other people, and that's exactly the opposite of the Wales I want. I want a Wales that is outward-looking, welcoming to the rest of the world, confident of its own place. Now, I want to be fair here, the Nationalist Party that we have uh, in Wales doesn't share on the surface those uh, unpleasant characteristics of other types of nationalism elsewhere in the world. But in any in any polity, you have to work hard to make sure that those dangers are understood and never taken should never be taken for granted. That the place you are today will go on being the place you are tomorrow. Well, listen, it's been really interesting uh, conversation and we thank you for your time. Uh, Mark Drakeford is the First Minister of Wales. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.